from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create real, amazing relationships. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, is number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Folks, if you like this show, would you help us out by doing three things? One, subscribe to it on YouTube or podcast if you're doing that. Uh, Push the memory button on your radio. If you're a radio listener, make sure you've always got us tuned in. Second thing is, if you're in a situation like YouTube or podcast, leave a review, a five-star, preferably. We don't really need any one-stars. They're not helpful. And uh, also share it with a friend. Tell people to listen. Tell people to tune in and tell them how to do it. Send, you know, if you've got a YouTube or a podcast, generally they have a share function, and you can just push the share button and send a link to them and say, hey, listen to this. I did that with my friend Mike Rose podcast this week. I was listening to it, or last week, rather. I was listening to it and sent... Uh, Ken Coleman, because it was all about jobs and stuff, as as you might guess, with Mr. Dirty Jobs himself, right? So, um, yeah, good stuff. Hey, thanks for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. Bruce is with us, and Bruce is in Abilene, Texas. Hi, Bruce. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Okay, just want to say we love loving all of you. Y'all, you guys are great. Thank you, Bruce. How can um, we help? Well, I started a business in the first couple of years. I used a credit card, uh, all, I mean, a debit card all the time. And I was having to break down anywhere from 180 to 220 transactions on my bank statement every month. And it was an accounting nightmare. Now, here's where I get in trouble. I got five credit cards for my LLC. One's for seal coat, one's for aggregate, one's for fuel, one's for asphalt, one's for supplies. There's always money in the bank, and they're all on auto pay, and it has taken all the accounting nightmare away. And I'm, I'm, is it possibly is it possible be, to be an exception to the rule? Uh, I don't understand why five debit cards wouldn't do exactly the same thing. Well, because I've gotten a you know free iPhone, I get travel points. No, 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 no. You know, you didn't tell me about free crap. You said accounting nightmare. It is. It and is. you That's went to five crack. credit cards. Why would five debit cards not do the exact same thing for your accounting? On a debit card, could I have five different ones on one account? Yeah. Yeah, they'd have okay. different. They'd have different numbers on them. I've got seventy-eight on one account. <laughs> Ramsey Solutions right. runs on debit cards. That goes to show me. Okay, well, I, I hear you, and I'll make the transition. Yeah, and here, here's the thing. You can do whatever you want to do, Bruce. Obviously, you're not going broke from this if you're auto-paying them and you're not carrying any balances. But what, I, what I've had to learn to do was two things, and, I, and I, I became fanatical about it, and I think the fanaticism helped me, and, I'm, I, and that's why I'm going to continue selling it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the fanatical thing, number one, I did was I figured out smart things that I could automate and I put auto, I, I put smart on auto meaning like auto, uh, deduct from my paycheck going into a 401k auto deduct from my checking account 
in the early days when they very first started doing it, I was one of the first ones to do it to pay my utilities always on time, and I always got the discount. Okay, auto saving into um, kids' college coming out of my checking account, auto saving going into the Roth IRA out of my checking account every month. So I did smart things on auto. That was the first thing I did. I automated smart. And the second thing I did was anything that looked like a snake, it could bite me. I don't play with it. And a credit card that is a snake for sure that can bite you, even though you've got your pretty good snake charmer, you got them kind of tamed. You got them laying in a, you know, five distinct buckets and you've got them on auto pay and all that kind of stuff. You've at least smart did the auto pay. That was a smart move, you know, but you still, you know, you, you play with snakes long enough, you're going to get bit, and that's the problem. And, and so that's why I just don't have a credit card, and I haven't all these years. I don't want to accidentally end up in debt. It's just not going to happen. I know I don't owe anyone any money under any circumstances because I don't have any tools that I use in the financial world that can result in debt. It's impossible because I don't sign up. And so I, I – I stay away from things that I can accidentally get bit with. Number one, number two, I get auto. I put smart on auto, and those two things take even. I kept. I'm I'm smart enough. I kept trying to outsmart all this crap and scheming and scamming. You know, and it'll get you. I think that's a lot of people's stories. I mean, most people who start out using credit cards, they don't think they're going to be the person thirty thousand dollars in debt. No it, one does. No one. No does. one takes it out. At, and I got ten percent off at macy's and i got the discount no one ever says and i'm going to end up owing these bozos three grand for 400 years no one says that no one they just go i got 10 percent off i got a free iphone you know bruce i'll make fun of you right okay whatever right and so that's no one says oh god look i'm gonna go let's go i'm intentionally gonna go the average credit card right now is 22 percent ouch with inflation the banks helped you out they went up Okay, because they inflated the interest rate from 18. The average is 22 percent. So no one says I'm going to intentionally go deeply in debt at 22 percent and then wonder why I'm broke. No one says that. You're right. Everyone sees the points. They see the bonuses and they think that they're going to be the ones that take advantage of the system. They beat the system. And yet the system is still building skyscrapers. They're still taking people thousands of dollars in debt. Yeah. Now, I do know people that have credit cards that pay them off every month and they're not going to cause them to go bankrupt. But you are walking around with a very small rattlesnake in your pocket. And the small ones bite harder than the big ones, I hear. You know, so be careful. And they're sneaky. Just be careful. Yeah, you don't and, see them coming. They don't, they don't hold back. They, lo- they empty all their venom. And so, yeah, it's, it's a problem. And so I just, I don't, you know, I'm going to put a home equity line of credit on my home, but we're not going to draw on it, but it'll just be there in case. I need a bass boat in case I want to go to Disney World in case. And yeah, your in case changes later. And then, but you set yourself up, you were playing with snakes and you put a financial thing in place that allows you to do that. And um, another one of these is overdraft protection. Mm. We're going to set up overdraft protection. You're never going to be an overdraft because it turns into a loan. And guess what? A hundred percent of the time, that's going to turn into a loan. <laughs> this is what happens with it. Well, and but I'm being wise. I don't want to pay any overdraft fees. Well, here's an idea. Don't run your dadgum checking account down to zero and actually keep up with what money's in there. Die. Why is this hard? It's not hard. But we rationalize our butts off out there. I do it, I do it too. 
Bruce has done it. I've done it. Christina's done it. We've all done it. Question is, what's the shortest, fastest, best path, most proven path to wealth? And it's not that. This is the Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. 82. Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here on the Ramsey Show. We're glad you're with us. It's launch week for our brand new Gazelle debit card. This is the coolest looking debit card ever. And it is the debit card that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way. We don't use credit cards here. The Gazelle debit card works the same as your standard debit card with the same FDIC protections. No fees. Some of these cards have more fees than a French poodle. Fee, 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 fee. And, you know, you just don't want to get signed up with that stuff. So you got built-in accountability for your budget. It ties you directly into every dollar. The app. And so if you're doing your budgeting app, if you want to spend and save the Ramsey way, this is a brand new thing. We just launched this week. We're very excited about it. No, we're not in the banking business. There's a bank that stands behind this product and is actually where your money is going. That's where the FDIC insurance comes from. The fraud protection comes from MasterCard, the same as with any good MasterCard debit card or Visa debit card for that matter. And uh, so go to RamseySolutions.com slash Gazelle to get started today. It's free to create an account. And, Christina, uh, the guys in the booth, James and such, Austin, uh, suggested that we remind people that um, we teach in Financial Peace University, and we were just talking about it at the last in the last segment. Uh, you don't carry a credit card. I don't carry a credit card. Ramsey, the Ramsey way is we don't have credit cards, period, period, okay? So part of following this proven plan is to not have a credit card. Here's what's really um, interesting and sad. 50% of the applications that come in to do a debt-free scream, one of the things we ask is, are you still using a credit card? 50% are saying yes. 100% of those that say yes do not get to do their debt-free scream. And a portion of those are pissed off. 
because they're not following our plan, so they're not doing a debt-free scream here because we're not going to promote your stupid. We want to promote smart here. That's what the debt-free scream is about. It's about a milestone, a, a goal that you achieved, and that you are following the Ramsey system, and you're out of debt, and you're staying out of debt, and you're not going to use a credit card. And so if you are using a credit card, don't even apply to do your debt-free scream because the answer will be no. We're not going to let you do it. And so you can get mad if you want to get mad. Uh, go get your own show. Then you can do your own debt-free scream. You know, uh, This one says Ramsey on it, and Ramsey don't do credit cards. So um, just helping the guys out in the booth because they get all the flack from you people that are mad at them. Well, I went and did all this trouble to get out of debt. Now you won't let me do my debt-free scream. That's because you're still stupid. That's why. And so just, just let you know where you stand on that. And we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Well, I don't think I'm stupid. That's good. That's fine. You go do your own. Just go stand in your driveway and scream, I'm debt free. But you're not coming on here and do it. Okay? Well, and the heart behind it is we want you to stay debt free forever. Hello. Right. It, it's it's for your own good so that, you know, you eliminate that temptation so that you're not walking around with that rattlesnake in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. All right. Our question of the day comes from blinds.com. Find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the promo code Ramsey and you'll get the best deal. Today's question comes from Tommy in California. In 2009, my mom took out a parent plus loan for me to go to college. I also took out $70,000 of student loans. She never made a payment towards them. In her mind, it was it was my loan under her name that I should pick up whatever I'm financially stable. Because my mom never paid, she now owes $100,000 and is begging me to take it back under my name. I just got a new job where I make $143,000. It's a huge jump from thirty dollars to $40,000 i have made for several years, and I can finally make a dent in my own loans. She asks me every week or so, when are you taking your student loans back? Ouch. My mom is a nurse practitioner, practitioner, but often complains that she is broke. She is currently paying off two luxury cars that she bought within 24 hours of each other, one for work, one for church. <laughs> okay. Who has a church car? <laughs> a luxury church car. I never car. had a church car. <laughs> so great. Loans that she borrowed from her 401k to purchase land and other credit cards. She says that her own student loans are such a burden that she had to stop paying her life insurance to afford the payments. Should I take the $100,000 back under my name since she feels like she was tricked into getting them? Whew. There is a lot. Your mom is a freaking head case. Ugh. Oh, my God. Man, that that's... There's a lot of sticky so stuff. So you're right there. a child, and I'm an adult, and I take out a loan in my name for you to go to college, but I got tricked, and I'm still being irresponsible with my money. So has this woman ever done anything wrong in her own eyes? She has a church car, for God's sakes. I'm going home and telling Sharon I need another car. I don't have a, <laughs> a church, church car. <laughs> I need another car. I knew that. I knew I needed a car. I just didn't know what it was for. It's for church. <laughs> Jeez, what in the world? That's weird. Oh, man, and so much guilt and shame in that. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you promised your mom when you were a child that if she took out these Parent PLUS loans that you would pay them and you and you pinky swear and spit shake at the kitchen table and you're 18 years old and you told her you would cover them, then you should cover them. But the story I just read or that Christina just read doesn't say that. It sounds like your mom did this. She was trying to help. She did a stupid thing trying to do a good thing. 
and she's done a lot of stupid things in her life. You listed a whole bunch of them here, and um, and and now she wants to dump it on you. Uh, so here's what I would do. Um, number one, under no circumstances do you take it back under your name. Okay. Uh, number two, if you choose to help her with it, you can help her by throwing grenades over the fence, throwing money over the fence, but we're not going to move the loan over into your name. Okay. Uh, besides that, I'm not even positive you can pull that off with a Parent PLUS loan. I think it's pretty well stuck in her name, and you're not qualified. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to get your stuff paid off. So no, you can't help her until you're debt-free. Then if you choose to help her at that point, um, here's how the conversation would be if it was me. You can do whatever you want to do. But it would be, uh, Mom, you are really ridiculously dumb with money. I am willing to help you with you taking out this loan because it was for my benefit. Um, but I'm not willing to do it all. And I'm not willing to do it while you're paying two car payments, including a church car. Just shoot me. I mean, that's just stupid, straight up stupid. And a nurse practitioner should be making a pile of money in California. You should be able to work your way through a lot of this stuff. So we're going to get rid of a bunch of cars. I'm going to help you do that. I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. You're going to get on a budget. You're going to go through Financial Peace University. And then every $1,000 you pay on that old parent plus loan, I'll put $1,000 on it. Ooh, I like that. If you pay nothing on it and you continue to stay out of control, I'm going to match that. Nothing. That's exactly, I'm going to put on exactly what you put on. And I'm going to help you get this out of control, under control, get your life back, coach you through a complete transformation because, darling, you need one. But, you know, this idea that somehow she is a victim She's a victim of her own stupidity, like all of us are. When I went bankrupt, you know whose fault it was? Dave's. It wasn't Ronald Reagan's. He was the president. It wasn't Jimmy Carter's. He was the president right before that. And both of them did some really stupid stuff, but neither one of them caused me to go bankrupt. It was Dave's fault. And it wasn't my dad's fault. And it wasn't my mom's fault. And it wasn't my dog's fault. It was my fault. So part of part of straightening up your dad gum life is taking responsibility for it. Yeah, and I think this just also highlights what I think I've heard Rachel say, where it's like a lot of the student loan crisis is a parenting crisis. It's parents letting their kids go into debt. But if you're a parent who takes out a parent plus loan and then expects your kid to pay it off, that's that's a lot. That's rough. Well, I mean, some parents do that, and the kid says, "Okay, I'll promise." Well, then you made the promise. I'll stick you to your promise then. But he didn't do that. But even even if your kid says, I promise, at 18 years old, that is still a kid, like barely an adult, promising yep. to pay that back. Like, as a parent, you should stop and say, are you really willing to make that promise? Do you understand what that promise means in the long run? Because that's a heavy promise to make at 18 years old. It's like one of you parents co-signing for a 16-year-old to get a BMW. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You deserve the problems that are coming your way. You just signed up for stupid on steroids. This is The Ramsey Show.
Jean Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Braden and Nadia are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi. We're hey, Dave. How you Welcome. guys doing? Good to have you. Where do you guys live? Uh, uh, we're from Scottsburg, Indiana, mm-hmm. but we neighbor Louisville, Kentucky. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Welcome to Nashville. Ah, oh, how much debt have you paid off? Uh, $138,000. All right. How long did this take? Four years and eight months. Okay. And your range of income during that almost five years? Uh, started at 40000 and then we worked it up to 160000 Yeah, we're about 160000 Woo! Nice jump. Well done. What do you all do for a living? Uh, I work at my f- family's used car dealership. Mm-hmm. And I'm a hairstylist. Very good. Very good. So what do you attribute this huge income increase over five years to? I got pay raises over the next few years and then Nadia she began working yeah I when we met I had just finished hair school and but pretty much the last year I've doubled my income oh wow um, good for so you. really just focusing on my career and to so grow like that both, both of you are in a zone mm-hmm. yeah well yes. done what kind of debt was the 138,000 uh, I love about 10,000 11,000 were my student loans mm-hmm. and then the rest was the mortgage oh you paid off your house yes look at it weird people <laughs> I love it. Way to go, you guys. So, what kind, how, what's this house worth? Uh, the current market, probably somewhere around $240,000. I love it. How old are you two? I'm 30. I'm 26. <laughs> I had a paid-for house. $250,000, quarter of a million dollar paid-for house. Woo! Way to go. Woo! All right, tell us what happened. You're, man, you started this young. Yeah. Y'all were baby children when you started this. Like 20 years old you started, right? Yeah, we met when I, I just turned 21. Okay, so what in the world, what made you plug into this whole Ramsey thing at that age? Uh, to be honest, before I met her, I went to college and just went just to go. And then I ended up dropping out after a year. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of set up a goal after that, that I was going to um, buy a house and save up for a down payment uh, from talking with my mom. And then I bought your book and I read it at the time and it just kind of set a fire underneath me to start saving up for the next four years and just Mm -hmm. putting all my money towards a big down payment for a house wow okay and then kind of fast forward um we met right after i graduated school i had my student loans i didn't have a job yet um and then he had already been searching for a house for a while so he uh, a few months after we met he bought the house and we both moved in and you know for the first couple of years the income was about forty thousand. um and then i started working but uh, it was really just, you know, we always had the long-term goal of paying it off early. Um, mm-hmm. He, I don't think, realized that we could do it as quickly. Uh, so we were on a walk during COVID and um, kind of locked down. And I was like, we can do this. And, you know, maybe I think we said four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that was kind of, I could control my income. So it was that driving force for me that I wanted to accelerate and just serve my clients and, and the people and around me and use that as kind of the driving force to increase my income. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you're so young. I love that you even saw your job as service. You're like, I can serve my clients better. And in that, use that money to propel us forward. Exactly. So what would you tell people is the key? The key to getting out of debt? The key, I think, is just being intentional with your money. And then if you're with someone, being transparent and putting, Mm. making sure you have one goal and going for it. Which is amazing, especially as such a young couple. You guys are building such a strong foundation, Mm -hmm. not only financially, but with your conversations and in your marriage. Yeah, early on. So when we moved into the house, I found the book 
just on a shelf or something and I immediately read it because it clicked it made all made sense to me immediately so I was like so I used you know the snowball effect to pay off my student loans and um and then or, so early on we had those those financial discussions and, and the money money discussions but I would say that just staying content through this whole time was a huge um a huge thing because as our money our our income increased we easily could have justified to spend and, and you know spend a ton of money on our wedding um so we got married a year ago and then combining our finances was the key like yeah. you cannot achieve any goal together if if you're not doing it financially together in the same bank account and and always always talking about it so because we did that combined our income the last year we paid off eighty thousand. whoa of, of that so so the lion's share of this mm-hmm. in one year yeah wow yeah so we spent our first year of marriage um i would say we sacrificed a lot of time um, together mm-hmm. and we didn't take vacations but it was because we could see the finish line yeah it's right there i can re- mm-hmm. i can touch it i can smell it i'm doing this yeah exactly. i love it i love it how's it feel to be completely free it's great it feels amazing yeah i feel like it's just now starting to hit us it's been a few months um but it's it's kind of wild just to think we're planning a, a trip next year where are you going and uh we're going well, to hawaii yeah good trip yeah very good y'all have earned that very Thank good you. who are your biggest cheerleaders uh, my mom, she's really, she's a big saver and kind of goes with your principles and things. So she kind of lit a fire under me to do this. And then when I read your book, it was more explain, your book explained why I was doing these things that she was kind of telling me to do beforehand. Mm, okay. yeah. And I would say my parents as well. My mom, I remember years ago, my mom paid off her house and I just thought like, oh wow, that's, you know, that's wild. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then just, so to me, it was always a, a tangible thing. Um, but you have to believe it. If you don't believe you can achieve these goals, then it's never going to happen. Mm. What wow. do you think made you guys open to believing it? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of parents even hesitate to have these conversations with their kids because mm-hmm. they think that, you know, they're not interested. They're not going to believe it. But what was different about y'all? I I feel like I've grown up and always believed that, you know, you set your mind to something and you just, you can do it. Um, and so setting small goals and once you can see yourself achieving those goals um, and then you can learn to apply those to some larger goals. Um, but really learning to just kind of break it down. Cause I remember we, we passed the hundred thousand mark on the house and it was just like, Oh wow. And then we, we would celebrate kind of every, you know, 5,000 and 10,000. And then, but that's the motivating, motivating force is, so is good. being able to, to visualize all that and track it is, is really important. I think having faith in what you do in the beginning that it's going to pay off later on. Mm-hmm. And then as you get closer to time, then it's going to light a fire underneath you to finish it. Like kind of like the last year, we were so close. We just kept pouring more and more money towards it. But at first, you just kind of got to believe that it's going to work later on. Well, and it makes you really question the things that you purchase and spend your, mon- your money mm-hmm. on. And it mm-hmm. really makes you like, I'm like, I'm good driving my $5,000 car. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm now hesitant to think. And he's got a I, whole lot of cars over there. Exactly, exactly. So I don't even know. I'm like, you don't have a church car? <laughs> we, no. <laughs> um, but but yeah, you just have to. Uh, you really start to reevaluate your entire life and what's important, especially in your 20s, because you've got friends that are probably having lavish weddings and driving mm-hmm. fancy cars and just sitting in their student loan debt, not mm-hmm. worried at all about paying it off, but. Not yeah, well. my my wedding dress cost less than a hundred dollars, and I think I DIY'd and got things secondhand from for our entire house, like all the furniture, everything. It was like I I was building things myself, and we were going to Goodwill. We shopped at Goodwill for our clothes and furniture and everything for years. Wow, 
Wow. I love that. And now you can do anything you want to do. We can do anything, yes. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty cool. You make a couple hundred thousand a year real soon and not a payment in the world. You're going to be Baby Steps Millionaires in a heartbeat here. That's the plan. Well done. (laughs) Very, very well done. Live like no one else. Now you can live and give like no one else. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Proud of you guys. Thank well you. done. Thank very you. Very well do. done. You're an impressive young couple. Very, very well done. Good stuff. Hey, we got a copy of the Total Money Makeover book for you. You can give that away like mom gave it to you and get somebody started. Baby Steps Millionaire's book, our latest number one bestseller, and that'll. Uh, course be the next chapter in your story a one-year membership to financial peace university if you hadn't been through it go through it if you have then give it away and uh, all of this is the live and give bundle it'll help you with all of both of those things very well done Braden and nadia louisville kentucky area one hundred thirty-eight thousand paid off in four years and eight months house and everything making 40 all the way to 160 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream Three, Three, two, one. one. We're, We're debt free. Yeah. <laughs> gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. Man, they're impressive. So this impressive. Is the Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Romans 8, 38, 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Corey Ten Boom says, God takes our sins, the past, present, and future, and dumps them in the sea and puts up a sign that says, no fishing allowed. you gotta love that so christina there is quite a little stir going on uh even among the uh ramsey baby steppers community uh about these i bonds uh we've got a couple of days if you want to put money into an i bond and get 9.62 percent annual interest for series i bonds and so because the rate has gotten so high uh, it's gotten everybody's attention, not everybody's attention, but people are buzzing about it. Um, and so people are saying, Dave, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? Well, um, let me tell you that what, how much money I have in I-bonds and how much money I will be putting in I-bonds. Precisely zero. Hmm. Why is that? Well, 9.62 is the annualized interest rate for the first six months after six months it will drop to whatever the prevailing rate is at that time and that has traditionally been down closer to five percent uh we're thinking most people are thinking it's going to be about six and a half percent beginning in november so you're pretty sure it's going to drop at least to that after six months and if you do not leave your i bond alone five years to cash it out early you get charged three months of the interest 
that would be one-fourth of the interest. And so if you average six and a half and nine and a half, uh, you would get eight and three-quarter, something like that, or eight and a half, roughly, um, and seven, seven and some change, anyway. A- and then take a fourth of that away, uh, that's what you're going to be making, and even less because it's going to adjust down further later. So the problem is this. It's giving you sh- it's giving you decent it's giving you way above average short-term interest rates, but it's not really a short-term interest product. It punishes you if you don't leave it alone long-term, and it's a lousy long-term product because I can make a lot more than 962 on average investing in good mutual funds. Stock market is average north of 11%. I've been investing in mutual funds for 40 years, and I've averaged way north of 12% on my mutual funds over that number of years. Way better than 9.6. Oh, wait, it's not really 9.6. It's only 9.6 for six months. Oh, wait, you can't get it out earlier than five years unless you get one fourth of the three months of interest is a penalty. And so people don't read the small all they do is read the big and the big print says whoo 9.6 9.6 you can't can't beat 9.6 9.6 is amazing it's amazing and yeah it is amazing that's a great interest rate on a short if i could get 9.6 on a six-month cd i would take it absolutely and I, i you know i talk about moving some of my emergency fund there maybe but that's not the terms on this the terms are five years or you have a three-month penalty. The terms are it's not 9.6 for a year. It's 9.6 for six months on a one-year bond. And you know what the last six months are? No, you don't, because they don't tell you until later. It could be anything. And I-bonds have traditionally hovered down in the five and sub-five range throughout their history. This is an anomaly that has jumped up. And so well, I think it's you, can't, up- you just can't lock it in. And mm-hmm. so it's a myth. Right, and it's getting a bunch of hype in the news, and the headlines are saying that 9.6%, and then at the very bottom of the article, it says, in like a small paragraph, the downsides, and it explains that change in the lock and all of that. So it's important to not just get lost in the hype, but... Well, this, this the CNBC print. article we have laying in front of us, for instance, says your last chance to secure 9.62% annual interest rate for Series I bonds is October 28th. Wait a minute. Not true. It's not annual. It's calculated as annual, but only for six months. Six months is not annual. So, I mean, right off the bat, we've misled with the headline. But uh, and, and so, but it gives you something to write about. It's clickbait. It right. causes people to jump on your little site and read your little stuff. So, uh, it, it, you're not stupid if you do this, but you're stupid if you do this thinking you're going to get 9.6% for more than six months, minus three months if you cash it out early. So if you're using this for your emergency fund, you cash it out early, you're going to negate most of what's there. So I don't screw around with this stuff. It's a variable interest rate product with long-term implications and heavy fees for cashing out early. So it's not a good short-term product, and it doesn't make enough to be a long-term product. So I don't have any money in it. That's why I don't have any money in it. I'm not trashing it. It's just, you, guys, you just got to read to learn to look at these things a little more carefully and once you realize all the, the gotchas, then you go, well, it's just not as sexy as it sounds. Yeah. Not not quite as attractive as the headlines make it seem. Absolutely. All right. Morgan is with us in Baltimore. Hey, Morgan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Get straight to it before we run out of time. Okay. How much time do we have? Not much. Go. 
All right, I'm going to go. Um, so many questions, but the major one is, okay, I have three kids. They are 10, almost 9, and 6. I'm wondering how much you really need to put away per kid for college. I know there's not an easy answer. Well, the closer you are to college, the more you're going to do almost all of it in actual cash. There's not going to be a lot of growth. So you only got about eight years for this money to grow. Um, We've been putting away the the minimum on the 529s, like the Maryland 529. So I think that's 2400 a year since each of them was born. So I oh, so you've already like, started. Okay. Oh, we have, listen, we have like a lot of cash reserves, hundreds of thousands. We have money on the market. We have money in all these different buckets. So thank God we have a lot of disposable income, but I want to know um, how much of it really, realistically, do I need to put away for their college? Cause okay. maybe well, the average the in-state tuition today is about $12,000. Right. Average and in-state room tuition. And board. Plus room and right. board. And so if you say 20 grand times four is 80 grand. And if that's if they're going to go to an in-state school and you're going to put them in a dorm. Okay. And so, um, you know, you got 80 grand a kid. Now, how much have you got and how much is it going to grow in eight years to cover that? And that's, that's the calculation. And so it would be different for a three-year-old than it would a 13-year-old. Yeah, I'm not going to solely rely on the 529, but you think the number is 80 grand per kid if it's in-state. Oh, call it 100. Call it 100. Yeah. Because we're not there yet, and it's going to go up. It's going to go up. Yeah, and if you're feeling kind of stressed and anxious about it, or you just want to be as accurate as possible and as close to the number as possible, I would definitely sit down with a SmartVestor Pro. I mean, that's what we do, and they can really help you lay out exactly how much you should be putting out, putting aside every month for each kid at their various age. And yeah, you can, you can use how much you've got now, how old the kid is, and what mutual funds you're invested in, and what they've been returning, and use that formula, and it will tell you exactly what you need to put in there once you establish a target amount with a SmartVestor Pro. But my point is, you can do some quick numbers and go, hey, my target is a minimum of 100 a kid, uh, and that's if they do bare minimum schools, okay? And they get out in four years. Hello. Uh, there's, a, there's a little miracle for you. Um, and, and so, you know, all of that. And so we've got to start training the kids and um, – but yeah, Christine is exactly right. I would sit down with a Smart Vester Pro, and you can get the exact numbers. And I would put the right amount in a five twenty nine to end up equaling about a hundred at eighteen years old. Yes, and to it can, get it there. It can also just reduce some of that stress and anxiety because college costs are going up, and you know you got kids at different ages. So just to have someone walk through the math with you and just give you that assurance that you're on the right track, it can just give you a lot of peace in that area. Yeah, it sounds like you've got the money. It's just scattered all over Hell's Hand Basket. <laughs> So if you just pull it all together and line it up and get it, you know, make it dance with a SmartVestor Pro and put it in, make these ducks get in a row with a 529 in a good mutual fund, you're at least going to get seven or eight years of tax-free growth on each of these kids. And that using the 529 in good mutual funds, that's going to be a good plan. So that's what I would do. Go to RamseySolutions.com, click SmartVestor Pro, and you'll find somebody there with the heart of a teacher and help you for, sort through the actual numbers. But it sounds like you probably are on track, but you just need to get them lined up. Christina, good job. Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, and James in the booth. Good job. I'm Dave Ramsey. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. 
Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.